Hey besties, it's Juju, KP and TT. Tools down, time to chat work, life, well-being and relationships. And you're listening to Let's Take It Offline. Welcome back to this week's episode of Let's Take It Offline. How are we all today? So good. I'm excited about this week's topic. Are you? Yes. Me too. I've been thinking yeah. about it all week. TT, you look really tan. What's been happening? Um, you know what? I just came back from a surf this morning and it was one of the best surfs I've had so in a long time. So I'm very happy about that. And I feel like we just have really good energy going today. Like sometimes when you feel like you're in the room and then the energy is great. Um, that's how I feel at the moment. And um, yeah, had a really good week. Um, spent a few days in Melbourne. Oh yeah, you were there for um, work, right? Yeah, we we had a startup event there, and um, I got to meet a bunch of founders. Um, and you know, it's just really cool to listen to their story and then have a chat about how we can help them. Um, and then we, the three of us, went to do a lipa. Oh the yeah, we did. Before. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. It she was. is next level amazing. She, she is, is incredibly hot. And like, so hot. Like, yeah. And um, one of the things that she was saying um, was that, you know, when I think in 2016, she came and performed in front of like 300 people in a concert hall. Mm. And then 2018, she was a supporting act for Bruno Mars. Yes. Which we, we were, were there, there. <laughs> and we didn't even pay attention to her. No one pays attention to supporting no. acts. Oh but goodness. then, and now she has her, her, her own stadium world tour. Like, crazy. you know, it's if you crazy. think about like, if you put your intention out there and just keep grinding and keep working at it. Yep. Look how far you can go. Yeah. Gaga's the same. She's Not to say that we're going to have our yeah, stadium Gaga's tour. But yeah. yeah. She's like, as long as you put your mind to it, you can do anything. Because I remember seeing her as a supporting act for the Pussycat Dolls mm. years oh, ago. Wow. And she was better than the Pussycat Dolls. Mm. Yeah. Crazy, Interesting. right? KP, you just share some really exciting news. Yeah, so that's why I'm excited about this week's podcast. It's all about side hustle. I've been working on my side hustle, mm. which is... Um, going more into yoga teaching and I've booked my first public class. Yes. Oh my goodness, we'll be yeah. there. So we'll be there. I'll be yeah. teaching during December and I'm just really excited to see like how I can, it will be a really good test of how I can manage like full-time work mm. with something on the side mm. as well. But the side thing being something that I'm more passionate about than <laughs> I think time management my full-time and job. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to, and socials and trying to balance all of that. Yeah. In but hey, we're, yeah. we're going to Rufus right after, right? So yeah. <laughs> you I've will got, have balance uh, for yeah. sure. I've got, I've got one, of, I think I've got one of the hardest teaching time slots. Mm, 5 30 on a friday yeah <laughs> it's that's like right. who whoever shows up is gonna be either in a rush to get out to go to dinner on a friday night or like who who doesn't have much on and looking for something like zen so it's like you have to cater for two audiences yeah, that's, that's usually that's usually me i've been to 5 30 classes when i have nothing on yeah <laughs> and then i'm like okay home time i'll go rest netflix chill it's, it's the best as well because you're the only usually the only students there so yes. yeah, yeah you get a lot of attention and Bit yeah, of, a bit more uh, um, instruction from the from the teacher. Yeah, I'd be happy if there was one student that. Oh, shows there'll up. be at least two. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. We'll be there. Um, and Jules. Oh my goodness, I've been so busy. I've mm. started myself a new, <laughs> and this is great actually for this week's episode because I've started a new TikTok account, plus a blog that is attached to that. What is your TikTok account um, name? My TikTok account name is Dollar Dame Finds. So if anyone is listening out there wants to know cool gadgets, products that you never thought you needed, come check me out. Uh, so yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's help been help a Help go viral. Yes, please help me go viral <laughs> as well as this podcast, please. Thank you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so I think everyone's had a pretty good week and today's weather is awesome mm. hence why tt looks very tan because she was probably <laughs> out surfing this morning but as everyone has already heard this week's episode is all about starting a side hustle we're gonna talk about how you balance a side hustle with also a full-time job and is it potentially something that you are going to get into um, and divert away from your corporate job 
And is it even a viable source of income? I think that's really important because yeah. you still want to maintain yes. your lifestyle, yeah. right? And the other thing is, are you still going to feel fulfilled? Because I know we had our career episode a couple episodes back mm. and there's so many things that we need to find to help fulfill us in our careers. Mm. So whether this side hustle scenario is going to actually make you feel more fulfilled or mm. you're going to become so busy that you don't have time to spend to balance with yourself. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we are also going to perhaps discuss why we got into our podcast, um, where to begin, what to try, and what are the key measures of success. And I mean, we're still early on our journey. I think, you know, we're, we're not here to provide any sort of professional advice whatsoever, but more a means of what are the things that you can do and start to think about if you do want to branch out from that corporate job. That's what this week is all about. That sounds good, Jules. So yeah, I, I think we just want to start with a few things that, you know, potentially you want to consider when you start thinking about having a side hustle, right? Because there's this whole culture of like, I finish my nine to five and then I go straight into my five to nine. Um, and, you know, it might not be for everyone. And I know that a lot of people are just very much happy to finish their day job and go on to play sport or, um, you know, hang out with friends or go to the beach and that's completely fine. Um, but if, if side hustle and, you know, having something outside of your job um, is what you've been thinking about, then the, the very first thing that we want to chat about today is really start with why. And I stole the you know, title from Simon Sinek, of course. Yeah. I love that book. Um, but, you know, with everything that we do, I just want to start with why. Like, why do you want to start a side hustle, mm. right, in the first place? Well, first of all, are you not fulfilled at the moment in your job or, you know, just in your life in general? so if you you're not feeling fulfilled then maybe it's not really the job maybe it's something happening in your personal life or in your orb uh, or your orbit um, could be friends could be family could be partner that makes you feel a little bit like wonky and you just want to do something different for a change if that's the case then maybe it's better for you to just look at what you need to change in the personal side of, of life um, and not jump straight into a side hustle because mm. that might, you know, stress you out and com complicate things even more. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, TT, is a good point, right, is they don't realise why they're starting it. They, mm. they, they look at things because other people are really successful mm, in those yes. things and they want to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I was watching million dollar listing and I'm like oh I should yeah. become a real estate <laughs> agent and I looked into it and I and then I thought actually too hard basket because yeah. I have to go and get my license and then I don't have much of a network in yeah. the you know in that mm. industry so it, it looks easy mm. and that's what you see on tv but yeah. I'm sure in reality, oh, yeah. they're working around the yeah. clock. Yeah. Weekends are all 100%. gone. I think it's like you can't um, with side hustles. I think some people are some people are really lucky and it takes off straight away. Yeah, like you could get like your first I don't, video as an influencer could go viral, viral, right? Yeah. Yeah. It happens, but um, in reality, there's a lot of hard work that goes on in the background to make something successful, mm -hmm. and it's like that. But seeing what the transition point of moving from like full time mm. to straight to full time into your side hustle is a really gray area. Mm. You have to, I think, consider if it's worth the time and effort yeah. to really invest yeah. in doing a side hustle and yeah. how big you should go mm. when you start. Yeah. And then if, if you're feeling like you're not 100% fulfilled in your day job, then I guess before you jump into starting a yeah. brand new business, maybe ask a question like, maybe have I been in this role for too long? Am I not getting enough responsibilities? I don't feel like I'm challenged. I'm learning new things. And then have a chat with your manager or, you know, looking at maybe, you know, is it a new side hustle? Or is it actually changing to a new career path? Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, the other thing is your passion. What are you passionate about? Yeah. What do you really, what gets you up in the morning? Mm. And why should you go and do it? If you're passionate, like for example, KP is passionate about her um, mindfulness, her mindfulness and mm. yoga. So that's why uh, she's doing what she's doing today. So I think one of the telltale signs is also like I would teach for free. Mm, if yeah. I had time, like I think that that's a really good defining characteristic of if you're passionate about mm. it, if you would do it for free. Yeah. Um, 
and I got to think about all the things I'm doing for free right now. Yeah, because <laughs> you love shopping. You love finding <laughs> gadgets. That is true. Right? And, <laughs> and that's that's a great point, right? Because um, when you first start out a hustle, like it would take you quite a bit of time to get to a yes. point where you get paid for it. Yeah. So for a period of time, it could be even like a few months or a few years, you're not getting any money out of it. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's risk rewards, right? Like mm. if you're if you actually think that you can change things at your job that will actually make you perform better and have a higher potential earning there, then why not do that? Instead of like starting something for like a while with no income whatsoever. Yeah, unless like you have, um, like you said, going back to the point around passion, like you really need something to really fuel you to Mm. keep you going whilst Mm. you're like getting something off the ground running. It's your why. It's your why. Like why do you need to do this? Yeah. What are the reasons? And then... If you use passion to fuel you, then it's like you're motivated individually, not by other variances around you, not by what other people are doing because Mm. of their wealth or not by what you see on TV, etc. And um, there's so so many different conversations around quiet quitting now as well. Mm. Like when you, um, so quiet quitting is when you are in a job and you are thinking about like the next move, whether it's a different job, different company, but you're just like doing the bare minimum at your work um, and not really invested anymore. And, you know, it, it's funny and, you know, I, I know these guys are going to laugh at me for it, but <laughs> it's almost like when you're in a relationship, right? And it's so bad. It is really, really bad when you're in a relationship and you're like, you know what? I'm not 100% into this person, but um, I um, would just keep plodding along until um, I, see I find happens. someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like that, no? I mean, it's funny because a lot of people do it without realizing. Yes. Yeah, you know, true. divorce divorces happen probably exactly like that uh, until yeah. they're like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And then they divorce. Yeah. Um, but this episode is about side hustles. Yes. I love. Bring it back. <laughs> but, so, yeah. yeah. So I guess it's just to sort of illustrate a point of like, have a little bit of reflection time um, in your work week to kind of understand where you're at, like your level of energy, whether you're enjoying what you're doing or you need to change things up, whether it's your routine, whether it's a job, whether it's a different company um, before you jump into something like a side hustle because it's going to take you time and effort and you're not going to get rewarded straight away Yeah. um, unless you have a really good why. Um, and, and if then you decide, you know what, I am happy in my job, I have the bandwidth, like I, I don't mind spending a bit of time in the evening to spend on building something of my own. And that could be because, you know, financially you just have like maybe a live event coming up that you want to save a bit more money for yeah. or you just want to save up for a mortgage, for example, um, and you want to just like find a bit more cash, then, you know, that's also a very good um, way to... Um, you know, think about why you would want to do a side hustle. And then um, the next thing as well is maybe you're in that transitioning phase in your life and you are in a job where you're pretty happy, but then you also want to go down the path of like four-hour work week, like Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Um, And you want to experiment with different things um, to see where you're at and what you can do. Yeah. I think one of the things, it's such a good point you raise around like the timing of everything and mm. reassessing because I think in our generation with gen- millennials and Gen Zs and the new generation is that uh, we have short attention spans yeah. and we're impatient. Mm. So take um, doing a stock take in a yeah. way or an audit of your life before deciding whether you want to do something major such as starting a, a side hustle, quitting and going down a completely different career path. Yeah timing is everything Mm. so do an audit of how you're feeling about it all yeah and i think it's very tempting like to jump straight into something because as jewel said like on instagram or on tv shows everyone talks about like oh like i was so successful in my e-commerce business outside of my job and you know it's very easy to fall into that trap but you know that's what i'm trying to work on at the moment as well um which is you know I, i love my job but i think you know, coming from a family where my parents own their their own business, I've always thought about, you know, one day I want to be, you know, my own sort mm. of um, boss and have my own business. But I, I don't necessarily want to jump into anything right now. It's more spending a bit of time to explore all of my interests 
um, and really narrow down my why before I just jump my gun and, and do something completely left field, for example. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think recently, and, and perhaps it comes with age, is you start to realise the type of people you want to work with mm. and how certain, a lot of our corporate roles, you don't really have a choice. You deal with a lot of dickheads day to day. And it, it, it's true, right? Because all of the things that we talked about in our career podcast is, is you know, what are those pillars that you would think about from your corporate role? What are the things that actually makes you move? It's the role, it's the manager, it's the organization. I'm at a stage in my life where I'm a bit of a no, no bullshit point mm. where I have really low tolerance for people and for a lot of simple things I can't handle. And so depending on what role you're in, and I'm in a sales role where I have to be pretty much switched on mm. all the time. Yeah, I'm thinking about how do I get that freedom? And being a probably my own boss mm. is essentially the idea of where I want to get to. Mm. So I don't have to deal with a lot of, as I say, dickheads in the world. <laughs> and those dickheads are could be my manager. Um, maybe he's having a bad day that day. Or could be my partner, could be my friend. It just rubs me up the wrong way. I used to be able to be like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Flick it off your shoulder. But now I just evaluate things a little bit more in terms of what I will tolerate and what I won't. All great points to consider. Um, I guess in summary, we just wanted to like chat about the why. Um, because if you have a very strong why, it will make the whole thing easier. Because it will help you keep motivated, um, stick with it, even though it's hard. Because I know in the past I've started and stopped so many times with different sort of side hustles in in um, uh, quotation marks, but um, mm. um, nothing really has picked off because I don't think I've found something that aligned to my values yet. And doesn't mean that I'm not going to keep looking, mm -hmm. but just saying that before you waste your time doing something, just think a bit more about the why. Mm. Um, but then other considerations, um, once you've decided, yes, I'm gonna do this, is where do you even start, right? Like what side hustle? um do you want to start and we can touch about that in a bit recently i well i've come across this concept for a while now and i, I bought a book called ikigai um ikigai, so yeah, yeah it is, is a japanese, japanese sort of concept yeah. um where you find you know like the sweet spot um in a venn diagram between you know what you're passionate about what the world is um lacking and also what will make you money and then if you can find um, the, the midpoint of all of that, um, that's probably where you, you know, find your niche. Yeah. The other, I, I also have mm. one that I can add there. I've recently read this book called Zero to One mm. and about how um, some companies start from basically zero to and grow, yeah. and grow. And one of the things they talked about was the concept of discovering the niche mm. because the way you become successful in your side hustle is this concept of being the monopoly. Mm. And to monopolize, you can, you can either try to expand and scale and monopolize the market or you can find a, your niche and be really good at it yeah. and then monopolize the niche first mm. and yeah. yeah back in marketing school like there was a concept of like red ocean and blue ocean mm. so red ocean is where like there's already like a whole bunch of people in that space yeah. already competing for very minimal sort of market share whereas if you can find a blue ocean and swim there by yourself outside yeah. the bloody red ocean. <laughs> That's a much better space to be yeah. in, right? And, um, you know, it's, it's tough to think about, you know, the blue ocean these days because I feel like in this day and age, everything has been thought about. Yeah. And there's so many different startups and so many different businesses covering the red ocean. But if you can really find the blue ocean and go swim there, yeah, that will be ideal. Yeah. A lot of people um, use that as certain experiences they have a couple of companies I've worked for in the past even the one I'm working for now is they have a really bad experience with tech or mm. with something and they come up with their own technology stack mm. that solves that mm -hmm. problem mm. a lot better than what else is out there yeah. in the market and then that's how they ramp yeah mm. yeah yeah yeah. But yeah these are really big companies and startups so mm. I guess we could look at side hustles can also be starting quite small 
Like yeah. If you're, if you're passionate about like scrapbooking, mm-hmm. you can start a scrapbooking business. Like something <laughs> as small as that. You don't it have to like dream. Sounds like something KP thought about. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to like necessarily think grand and scale. Yeah, you can do so something. True. Yeah, you can do something that you're just passionate about yeah. on the side that you want to. And then there's a spectrum of it as well. Like I know so many people who have started out of COVID, especially like a side business doing things like cookies, right? Yeah. Um, I met someone at work recently who is still in her full-time job and then her weekend job will be to bake cookies. And because Mm. cookies are not really perishable, Mm. you can keep it for longer. Mm. Um, And then she will just have to focus on big orders, for example. Mm. Um, And then also like there's so many stories of people started, um, you know, like soy wax candles (laughs) and then completely... Completely quit their job to do that. So yes. someone in my team recently did that. There you go. So yeah. then the next question is probably like when you dis- like when do you know it's a good time to walk away from your day job? Right? Yeah. And it's very personal again, depending on where you are in terms of your financial situation, mm. um, whether you can afford to you know let your side hustle completely fund your lifestyle, or you want to like have that security of having like a very solid business first before mm. you walk away from your corporate job. Um, because you know as a small business owner think about the things that you're missing out on in terms of like subsidized health funds for example um, superannuation how do you pay yourself how do you um, think about all the perks and benefits because when you get paid for a corporate job it's also a full package of things that comes with that too yeah like you might be comfortable and not having necessarily that full like financial backing mm. but you need to consider things that you'd be working walking away from like for example you might need to move back home with mom and dad yeah right mm-hmm. because you can't um have the outlay of rent regularly mm-hmm. or you would need to give up on your car mm. um and to take public transport so those are like the cost benefits of it if you were to just like walk away from a job the yeah. first day it's not just the income that you're mm. working away from is a lifestyle yeah and um i think we do know quite a few interesting examples of where people have done that and in the next few mm. sort of side hustle episodes we'll have more guests to come on and talk about their own journey as well which we're very excited to share with you but yeah so you know it's super exciting when you start that journey because then you're you're running your own business um so then the question is how do you want to run that business you want to co-found um, something with a colleague or a friend. Um, do you need help in terms of like taxation, in terms of um, legal legal mm. advice? Um, and, you know, like sometimes there's a domain of expertise. Like, you know, for example, I'm not a technical person at all. So if I want to start a business that has anything to do with coding, I'll need to get some a help. Partner. Yeah, either yeah. A, co- a co-founder, a partner or um, outsource. outsource it to Fiverr, for yeah. example. So. Um, it's good to kind of do a bit of a business plan as to what needs to be done um, and then sit down with yourself and your co-founders or your business partners to talk about who's good at what um, and then let's divide and conquer to get it all done. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just leveraging each person's skill set, right? And a good example is probably, you know, us three, although we're, <laughs> we're in a uh, obviously full-time corporate role at the moment, we've got different people doing different things depending on you know, their own skill set and we're kind of dividing and conquering in that mm. sense as well. So, yeah. you know, leverage that as much as you can because it's such a, a time saver. You're not going to be able to do everything yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I talk to so many founders, like these are like proper startup founders, not just side hustles, but if you're a lone founder, if you're starting your business by yourself, it's a very, very lonely journey mm. um, because y- you don't really appreciate the fact that you have a team around you when you're in a corporate job, right? Yeah. You have a manager to tell you, you have, what to do. You, you have, have interactions yeah. on a regular basis but with people socially. Yeah, even. but when you're going on your own, it's like, oh, like you have to discipline yourself. You have to motivate yeah. yourself. You have to set out your KPIs and how to achieve them, you don't actually have the sort of safety net of the people around you anymore. Um, so again, that's something to consider before jumping head in. A lot of the people that I know that um, work for themselves, uh, they work very hard mm. and they work all hours of the day because mm. it's their own business. So that, you know, maybe that's something to also think about is be mindful that you're not going to um, have less time you're probably Mm. gonna actually have more things to do because you're taking all of that on yourself and do you have those skill sets that you're outsourcing sure but 
because everything's on you mm. to increase your income, you want to increase your income. Mm. It's it's one of those things that you probably have to balance out before you decide. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna do this full time. And if it's only income that you are after, then mm. it's probably not a bad idea to stick with your corporate job. Um, do better so that you can get either promotion or more commission, and then invest that money into you know real estate or mm. stock or whatever. Um, because then it's probably a safer path yeah. rather than starting a business. In that case, your side hustle would be as an investor. Yeah, right? and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. Um, and we can chat about that in other episodes as well because there are other avenues outside of your usual sort of pri- um, public company investing or real estate. Mm. Um, but so, so far we've talked about starting with why, all the things that you should consider before you um, dive head first into um, a side business or a side hustle. But I'm curious in terms of like the ideas that, yeah. you know, some of our um, listeners might be interested in, um, in terms of what they can start. Yeah, I think that ideas like we talked about just now, like actually like starting a business and maybe scaling, but there are like lots of easy ways that you could get dip your toes in it that's a, maybe a little less time and effort and also less startup capital that's required Mm. to get going Mm -hmm. and one of the really popular ones during covid was definitely drop shipping and Mm. Mm e-commerce doing like fulfillment by amazon or um, finding products on alibaba or aliexpress and creating a website off shopify or godaddy and um, creating a drop shipping business is quite straightforward Mm. Um, and a lot of what then comes up on top of that is your marketing and your branding Mm -hmm. and also uh, picking the right products uh, in a particular niche right yeah and then and for that type of business you can actually go online and search for like the most looked for item Mm. on google for example or some of the websites around like searching for trends and yeah. you can actually find out like the most search key keywords for example yeah and that's a really good way to start um in terms of oh like you know there's enough interest there in mm. that market for me to think about doing drop shipping because um once you secure the supply you also have to do as kp said a lot of marketing um to get the brand going and probably a lot of like advertising through facebook through instagram yeah as well there's a on th- on that one as well like you can either drop ship and and just find a product or if you go into full e-commerce you would need to actually find a supplier or a manufacturer to create the product that you actually want to be created Mm. so i've got two friends during um covid who one started drop shipping and the other one started uh, an actual product um, e-commerce business and I think that like if you th- the margins tend to be a lot higher if you're actually creating a product mm-hmm. that's unique and I- in a niche rather than drop shipping itself because the other things you need to consider in those businesses, you have to consider after customer care mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Warranties, like you have to deal with all of that. Yeah. And if you don't have a good drop shipping product or that it takes forever mm-hmm. to arrive from China, yes. then... <laughs> then Ten weeks to delivery. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of time and effort in um, keeping that business alive that might not be worth the returns and profits. But Mm. it is probably one of the easier ways to get going. I did look at this actually um, during COVID. I I took one of those founder courses I paid for and it was all about uh, the founder of Founder. She actually uh, started off putting tea like Greta Van yes Greta Van mm-hmm. uh, you know who we're talking yes, about we'll she did skinny tea that's right skinny she tea did the horse the, the watches yeah the watches where she sells those yeah. watches once per year she's pretty much like the queen of e-commerce it is crazy but you know the course is actually really good but it's all about finding those niche products. You know, there were guys out there that were selling those magnetic eyelashes because it was it was <laughs> the most it was the most trending thing on Instagram at the time. And so they're just finding those unique items on Alibaba, yeah. rebranding it, and then making sure that mm. they advertise on Instagram, on TikTok, or whatever, and it, bec- it becomes a viral product to buy. And they made millions, yeah. crazy. Mm. But millions probably not in like net profit. 
in millions yeah, in revenue. revenue. Yeah. yeah. So you, once again, you need to build that yeah. business plan to see if it's worth it. And also, as you said, like whatever that was trendy as at that time, but how long can that business last exactly. right, before you have to move on? And also think about the impact of what you're doing as well. Yeah. If it, whether that aligns to your values. Like I feel like, you know, some of those businesses is actually feeling communi- um, consumerism and probably not doing great for the planet in terms of how much more is generating in terms of like yeah like fast fashion and, and all that I definitely stuff. think Packaging. it's short-lived yeah mm. it's I, short-lived for sure and I was one of those suckers that bought one of those magnetic lashes <laughs> and I can tell you they don't work, <laughs> they don't work. it's all marketing they uh, got you by they the way got, they trapped like, you if you have something to sell like Jules is the best <laughs> person the best she would buy <laughs> any day that would be that this is such a good segue into another idea around sliding a side hustle which is massively on the rise and it's all about the micro influencer or the mm. tiktok influ- instagram influencer where a lot of people start it i, I especially um what i've seen is that the a lot of friends are um, passionate about food and being foodies so they've started we've got one um, in the room right yeah, here yeah we've got That's one in the me. room right here <laughs> jules yeah. is um has been um filming fit yeah do you asian wanna, recipes do you t- talk about your experience yeah there? yeah i think with that experience has been it's been pretty hard you have to really create content every day and what i found was i would be cooking something yummy at home and the and the idea was i would cook something delicious but it was still very healthy and using healthy ingredients and it was a lot of asian food and a lot of asian food has got either high salt content msg sugar carbs Mm. so I was trying to keep fit but still eat super tasty food. Mm. And when I and I thought, you know what, this would be awesome to just post on Instagram. Maybe there are people out there that like my recipe. I mean, um, the the guys and gals I hang out with joke about it all the time. They're like, oh, we'll come over to your house to have dinner. And mm. um, they call it um, the, the, well, the street of where I lived in is, is what they call it. But I won't obviously <laughs> tell you where I live. Um, but that experience has been very time consuming mm. is when I'm cooking something, I have to make sure, you know, mm. I've got a camera set up ready to go and I have to be very consistent in my posting. And I can tell you, I've been very inconsistent with my posting. Mm. So I'm not really getting the hits that I want. Mm. So I haven't put like a cadence in from a business point of view to ensure that I post a cooking video weekly, uh, monthly, whatever it may mm. be. So I think definitely consistency is key. Yeah. Mm. That just shows you how much actual time and effort you need to spend. And you're back to the point about passion and what fuels you. You have to be actually interested in that whatever is, yeah. it is. Like a hundred percent. Yeah, the fit Asian recipes. Like if it was like just someone that said, "Oh, there's a niche in the market, and yeah. I want to do fit Asian recipes." Like it's just. You're just doing it for the sake of yeah. like doing it, but like yeah. you're actually interested. Yeah. And, um, and um, also on the flip side, and that's such a great point because I feel like a lot of the influencers didn't really start out thinking that they would make money out of so it. I don't think so at all. Yeah. Like they started out because they actually love food or Passion. they love yeah. to share. Like I've found a few um, influencers on TikTok where like they cook and they talk and they share a story and I find that really beautiful. Um, and then they amass like a, f- in, um, a followership because of that. Yeah. And then from there, they start to get sponsorship. But they didn't start out thinking, well, I'm going to start like a, a side hustle being an influencer. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, so that's something else uh, to think yeah. about. Like if you really tune into what you love um, yeah. and that you can do day in, day out without getting get, getting sick of it, um, that's a really good sign. Yeah. To caveat as well is that you're not because you're not going to make money straight away. Mm. You do need to have a pretty large amount of following before you start hitting up particular mm-hmm. brands for affiliate programs. Mm. There are some out there that are free, so you can start with those, sure. But most of the marketing companies will say, "All right, show me, prove to me that you have X amount of followers. How many times did you promote our products?" And how did you go about it? Mm. Did you get any sales from your links, etc.? Mm. So you have to really prove your value to yeah. them and why they should use yeah, you. Yeah, and like number of impressions, how many likes, how mm. how many people interacted with the post. So mm. yeah, it's actually I reckon it takes more time like editing than 
filming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can we can talk about how long it takes us to even edit some of our podcasts, yeah. right? Like it, <laughs> Jules, Jules, yeah. Jules has been I'm great. the tech. I'm the She's, a, she's our CTO. She's yeah. technical officer. Yeah. But um, on the topic of creatives, there are other ways that you can make mm. um, a starter side hustle based on like the skill set you have. Like, mm-hmm. for example, Etsy is a really mm. popular platform for digital products and people will sell templates on there yeah. and i've seen it myself like yep. excel templates for a travel plan yeah. or your tax return <laughs> I, or wedding I, planning as yeah, well or yeah like um again therapy talk but yeah. you can actually create these watches around how to heal from grieving process oh or yeah like how to find out what your core values are yeah <laughs> like our etsy uh, search history <laughs> is completely different <laughs> but, um, <laughs> very different yeah. <laughs> and also like um part of that as well well I, I did see that you can publish your own you know books through amazon yes. and then like it doesn't print until um, someone, buys. someone buys the book mm-hmm. seen it where people made to print cre- yeah or they they create like um you know like 2023 planner or daily journaling yes um sort of book and then people just buy and then it gets printed so yeah. then again like it's a really good way to if you don't want to deal with like suppliers you don't want to deal with um you know stock for example that's a really good way of starting like a digital product, product. yeah i feel like offering. i'm talking i'm talking um to one of my customers right now because this is exactly what we pitch is when you go down different product lines Think about whether it's going to be made to order because mm. A, you're minimizing supply chain yeah. costs, logistics. You're also not incurring costs from a warehouse storing. Mm. Yeah. And so you're saving on space. So you don't need to go and rent out this huge, yeah. huge warehouse. So it's kind of similar thing. Think about uh, some of the products that's not going to have a lot of overheads mm. or even, you know, they could be digital courses. There's so mm. many yeah. Yeah. Digital there. courses are mm-hmm. so popular. It's like because mm. you... It's scalable. You yeah. create it once and then you can just keep selling it. Yeah. Um, just like um, the other thing is like Instagram presets, <laughs> yeah. right? Like a color scheme. Like so many influencers sell that. Uh, what else is available out there that's like a creative? Editing. editing. They, they, there's all these yeah. editing apps, new editing apps that come up for either TikTok or Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Um, Canva like, templates. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a site called Maven that you can actually go and like publish your courses and there's so many of them out there, but clearly you can publish your own courses and mm-hmm. people will pay to do that. And some of them actually cost like a grand, for example, like, yeah. and then think about like once you get your course out there, um, if you amass like a hundred people even to pay a grand each and you know it, it works out to be a pretty good like yeah that'd be return on investment in terms of your time yeah a right? hundred people buying your stuff that's like a hundred grand so yeah for, exactly for and some course. of the courses like for example um make better decisions um <laughs> you know should we do a course for people like, on how to make better decisions? not saying that the content is not great but you know like you you know, you have, um, like, you've built up so much experience in your corporate work that you can probably share. And I think, for example, like, product management is something that has been super popular recently. Um, And, like, you know, if you have been in project management, if you've been in marketing and you have something to share with people, don't do it for free or do it for free at first and then think about how you monetize that. Yeah, um, do it for free, build a following and then monetize. Yeah. And coming back to Greta Van Real, by the way, is her name. I actually bought one of the e-commerce learning course. And as you say, TT, it, it was $1,400. Oh, what, am wow. I, what am I doing with it? Nothing. You should put it on your dollar dame uh, I? website <laughs> in TikTok. <laughs> Do a review of it. It keeps coming back to this point is you need to have that genuine passion. Yeah. As much as I love shopping... I don't want to run like a shopping business and yeah. think about all of the different niches. Mm. I, I'm probably more on the creative influencer <laughs> side. For me, I enjoy yeah. that way more than actually thinking about, okay, how am I going to monetize this? I need to do marketing for this. Yeah. I need to think about logistics and operating and drop shipping. Like doing that on your own with a full-time job is actually intense. Yeah. Mm. 
And then um, the last idea that we sort of talked about between the three of us is as well like freelancing or providing a yep. service. Mm-hmm. Um, so in KP's case, for example, like she te- she's teaching yoga on the side and is very much like ad hoc at the moment. Yeah. And then hopefully at some point she can build that up. But I'm a qualified personal trainer, so mm-hmm. I can also do that as well. But at the same time, um, I'm re- also very, very much enjoying like doing my morning surfs before, <laughs> before work. So I'm like, where do I fit that in, right? Mm-hmm. But you can also provide like consulting services, like marketing consulting, sales consulting, and things like that as well. I just there's just so much that even with therapy, right? <laughs> um, we talked about um, using a coach, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can become a life coach. You can become a voice coach and probably what you need to start doing there is to take a few of those like coaching certifications and then build that into a repeatable sort of template that you can use with different clients yeah in terms of getting started perhaps we can have a chat about maybe how we got started which most people essentially know that it was just a a conversation over some mud crabs (laughs) but what are the things that we had to go and do and think about before we actually got this podcast yeah. up and running. And I'm happy to talk about Titi and I, I think we've done the health side of the business. That's mm-hmm. also different mm-hmm. as well um, in, uh, in terms of more like legal things that we had to do to actually mm. go into that profession. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing with us is that we we actually started out with our why. Yeah. Right. We did a bit of, we did a lot of planning around why we wanted to do the podcast and what we wanted to communicate Mm. on it and we actually set out and wrote an outline of the why and also the topics that we wanted to cover over a series of episodes that's how we all started eventually making it real Mm. became the next step making it real how do we execute yeah a business plan pretty much Yeah. yeah and in our case it's probably very um very simple yeah um because the three of us can easily get together and just nut out like a few hours together but you know basic things like even getting a logo done fiverr because none of us are that great with photoshop jewels is pretty good but yeah to start something like to, to draw a logo from scratch we use someone on fiverr we also sort of thought about like our social media stri- strategy how often we post what sort of content and then Jules invested in our chief technology officer. Yeah, that was probably the hardest <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah, invested time to actually look at all of the equipments that we needed for recording. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at some point it might be worth sharing a photo of how we started um, <laughs> with how we, versus <laughs> where we are. And hopefully one day we'll have our own studio. But, <laughs> you know, that's, um, that's probably a good check-in. Other things, do you want to start a business Um entity to cover like the expenses and potentially um, income that will will come into your bank account but you know you can set up as a sole trader you can set it up as a partnership you can set it up as a unit trust Mm -hmm. and you know there you know of course there's liabilities there in terms of like getting your tax files um tax filed every year and you have to if you're a company you would have to um, pay a, an annual fee to keep the company registered for example so yeah um, a few things to think about um, in terms of what to get advice for from yeah. your accountant I might, I might actually dive a bit deeper into that one that one was I actually started with consulting my um, accountant slash tax advisor because you might be on a really high like income and it might make sense for you to actually start as a company too. Mm. You have to really consider your tax benefits yeah. as well. And uh, in terms of whether you should set up as a sole trader versus as a company or as a partnership, mm-hmm. that's one of the things to, to think about. And then the second thing as well that was quite important is insurance. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like I had to purchase insurance to cover um, myself as like a, a like a teacher mm-hmm. and I think that when you operate as a sole trader you would or are offering any type of service I think that that's something that you would really need to consider mm-hmm. and um, how you register your taxes as well because you don't have a company paying your super for you you mm-hmm. have to manage mm-hmm. all of that yourself yeah uh, and setting up bank accounts do you do you want it all to come out of your own like 
daily bank account mm-hmm. or do you want it to come out of a separate business yeah. account account there's a lot to consider there and i'm is. sure that there's an etsy template out there for <laughs> you, to, for you and, to use yeah and from a legal perspective as well like if your side hustle is something that will require some sort of separation between your personal assets and your sort of business assets yeah um then yeah it's a no-brainer to start a company right because you don't want you know, in case something goes wrong and, you know, it, it won't affect you as an individual, just the com- just the company itself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tax and legal advice is very important to think about. And um, deciding how much you want to invest up front too. Mm. So, for example, for us, we, w- we, we had to decide like that if we wanted to do this, we would have to put in a bit of money and capital yeah. to get it started. Yeah, and we needed a lot of equipment to get started and that's probably the crux of where our... Our, our costs went yeah. was the equipment we needed to record yeah. the microphones the stands the audio interface yeah we're using a, a personal laptop so as long as you've got a laptop that's fine and then maybe eventually you'd upgrade to one once you have enough income to offset it mm. yeah. coming back to the bank account piece is also if you keep things separate it makes it a lot easier for you to manage rather yeah. than you going through your day-to-day and having to cross out okay this one was for work this one was personal it's just easier to manage especially between three of us yeah and then outside of like physical equipment you need to think about the software that you use as well like coming from a tech background like we're very aware of that like for example if I want to start an e-commerce business I think about like how I do my marketing solutions Mm. how I do my CRM yeah (laughs) you know like and there's so many different solutions out there that provide free tiers so they're all freemium Freemium, so you know up to a certain amount of usage or up to a number of like emails or whatever they're free yeah Um, and so MailChimp is one a lot of startups yeah start using because it is on that free yeah yeah Um, but yeah highly recommend to like use those free versions because just make your life easier too like in terms of automating some of the tasks that you have to do lots to think about but you know if you're on the curse of like or launching a business that is very exciting um (laughs) is you know, it's going to take a lot of work. Um, it's like having a new baby. <laughs> You're yeah, going to have to invest. Yeah, it is a baby and you have, you to, have to love to feed the, the baby. baby. You have to make sure the baby is surviving. But, you know, at the same time, it's very exciting. If you are up for some inspirations, for example, like I was such a nerd a few years ago and I listened to like a few podcasts about side Hustle and there's one called the side Hustle School. Each episode, they actually invite someone new to talk about what they started. And if you're just keen to get started but you haven't got an idea yet, I would highly recommend that. Highly recommend reading Tim Ferriss's books as well, especially the four-hour work week and how, you know, like if you want to have that sort of financial-free lifestyle, then you want to set up something that doesn't require your hours to put in um, and you can be away while the business is still running, for example. Mm. KP and Jules, to close things out, anything else would recommend our reader or our listeners to look into? Um, um, one I'm listening to now, because I'm doing all my TikTok and Instagram stuff, is called the Social Marketing <laughs> Podcast. And it's awesome. It talks about all these little tips that you can get from how do you actually take advantage of TikTok? How do you take advantage of Instagram? Because they're actually mm. two completely different strategies. Yeah. And also, if you're not on Facebook, what are the key strategies for Facebook? Where are the quick wins? What are the things that you can do today that doesn't cost you much? It's actually really handy because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Mm. And these ladies, men have been doing it for years and years. Like one I listened to the other day where they actually started like a private dining event where they would just invite expats to mm. come and ha- come and dine with me at my home and I'll cook you a nice dinner but you had to register and it was exclusive for only a handful of people but then they went so viral and got so many following that they ended up opening a restaurant but then they f- it completely failed after a couple of years and they had like this poker investor or something that just gave them his bit of cash go and do your thing completely failed because none of them knew how to run a business mm. yeah I think so anyway, it's, it's just a really good yeah. podcast and great insight. So check it out. Social social media marketing podcast. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably a good reality check as well, right? Like to think you can start something and it might not 
end up being anything at all yeah. but that's still an experience that you will learn from yeah you will learn yeah. from and you will take something out of that um but i guess the moral of the story is don't quit your day job yet <laughs> until you're <laughs> until it's the right time for yeah. you and you will know you will know yeah. when the right time is and you will evaluate exactly where your side hustle has gotten up to especially for us like what is that point where we go actually we could do this full time We've mm. got X amount of followers and listeners and we've got X amounts of sponsors. Imagine Let's that. not get ahead yeah. of ourselves Imagine here. That. <laughs> yeah. I've got one piece of advice to just round it out and that is just get started. Yes. I think that that is probably you're there sitting about thinking about it and you've been thinking about it maybe for longer than six months. Mm. So just go out there and get started. Then you mm. can see how much time and effort it will take you. Uh, but I think that that is the biggest hurdle mm. is getting started so yeah. go out think, there and do it i think i can relate that back to dating i can't believe i'm doing this because usually it's tt that relates everything <laughs> back to dating but it's just like going on the apps just get started yeah. just mm. find those leads qualify them out and, and you might out. surprise yourself <laughs> exactly you might surprise and yourself. maybe dating apps is not for you and that's fine too yeah. but you kind of have to try something and like the thing is like it's much better to start something than wait for everything to be perfect like yes. perfect timing perfect condition like perfect um you know like period of the year yeah. um and you know like things would change like nothing would be perfect forever or um you know all the variables that affect the business will come up so yeah. it, it goes back to experience because if you're not experienced, you don't know how to run a business. How are you going to learn mm. if you don't just go and do it? Yeah, sure, you might fail a couple of times, mm. but you come back, reevaluate, take all those learnings. Okay, I wasn't very good at finances. I wasn't good at operating a business. What do I need? What mm. other skills do I need? Go and network, find people to help you, restart, get back up on your feet, and have the right people. I would rather be surrounded by the right people yeah. so that you have all of those skills ready to go. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? We just want our listeners to be happy. Yeah. So you can do it. You do you. And, um, you know, whatever you do, just be happy and we'll be happy. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to take TT's saying here, but go live your best life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's podcast all about side hustles. We hope that we've sparked a few ideas as well as help you perhaps sit, think about what your side hustles could be. Uh, feel free to reach out to us on our socials if you have any questions on what we're currently doing. But next week's episode is actually, we're bringing in a friend of KP's who has gone out and started a side hustle. And you're gonna hear live really on her key experiences, what challenges she went through, where the areas she could potentially improve, why she, she actually, why, uh, yeah, and how she got started, but also how she quit her corporate role. That's what I'm really keen to, to hear about because that's a huge thing to go and do is move away from said golden handcuffs, right? And that security piece. Tune in. Don't forget to like, subscribe on our socials. You've been listening to Let's, Let's Take, take it, it Offline. offline.